Drums, please. <laughs> Moved out of state and shit then went left. She's seeking forgiveness. She used to dance, but she went alone and start up a business. Her daddy is not around. Her mama is not around. I watch her climb to the top of the pole and then get her sliding down. I make it rain in this bitch. I make it snow in this bitch. She trying to get out of the mix. Shawty is going legit. Shawty is going legit. Me, I'm supporting this shit. This is a story that came from my life and I'm just recording this shit. I'ma just give it to you direct instead of me throwing this shit. You know you important. What it is, what it do, what's popping? It's Marquise Q back in the building. Yo, 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 what's good in the hood? It's your boy Raider Rashawn. And it's your boy Easy E Eric. Here to talk to you about one of the most anticipated records here on our broken record. So let's get it. Harvey Drink in the house. Yes, sir. Bruh. I feel like you really been anticipating this project, huh? <laughs> I mean, well, it's been like 2019, you know what I'm saying? So, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Two definitely years not. in the making. <laughs> but before we, you know, do our, like, usual rundown of, like, how we, you know, give our opinions, uh, we always, you know, pretty much exemplify and reiterate how we're a neighborhood and how we always try to get, you know, the opinions of other people and how other people value our opinions. But uh, this time around, we're going to do a little different. We actually went around the neighborhood and, you know, asked various people their opinions about, you know, the project that dropped CLB certified local boy for those that need to spell it out, uh, what they thought about it, their initial reactions, you know, just, just various different questions, uh, about it. So we're going to go and let y'all, you know, spin that for a while and then we'll be right back at you. Initial reactions were, I was satisfied. That's all that I can really ask for for any album when it first drops. Not looking to be blown away, not looking for the shit to be completely trash. I'm just looking to be satisfied. Now, after that initial listen, after going through it, doing what I need to do with Drake albums, I always got to think about where do I rank it amongst his, the rest of his catalog. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but other than that, I'm not gonna lie. I thoroughly enjoy basically every every song on the album. Now, do I love every song? Nah. You thoroughly enjoy all the songs? Yeah, I don't have a hard time listening to 21 songs on this album. Like I, right. I don't personally. I also feel like he gave me everything I was expecting as well. Like I wasn't disappointed at all. I. I would say the only thing that I felt was missing was an overall theme to the album. It doesn't seem like there was a message communicated besides like, I'm that nigga, I'm gonna talk my shit, I made it, like, you know, what Drake always does. But I was not disappointed at all. I felt like he came hard, he came direct. The music was good. You got a variety of different styles. You got singing Drake, you got rapping Drake, you got like, pop drake in um way too sexy like that's gonna be a a legendary song that people are gonna bump for so long so you got everything i feel like you wanted from both people i mean that's an opinion but you know what i mean i guess i would say i'm i guess a fan of drake um i've never had an issue like with his music I, i like his music a lot i like his artistry i think he's one of the few artists that like even if you know you kind of have to admire what he does because he stays relevant and he mm-hmm. kind of he changes things up a little bit every now and then but like he has his own unique sound um and he's been doing this for a while and to me personally I I haven't loved every single album every single project um some things resonate with me more than others but I still acknowledge that like he's consistent like everything he does is good 
my initial reaction, I feel like it's one of those good songs or good albums that, you know, it's good initially because all the hype has been around and like Drake's been talking about this one since January and, you know, the quote on, well, they're trying to figure out like the symbolism behind this cover art. Well, let me ask you that. How do you feel about the cover art? I love the cover art. <laughs> you love it? I think it's, I do. I actually do. I think it's like creative and You think that cover know. art is creative? <laughs> Yes. Okay. It's creative and like it's different. Nobody has like that's a very different. Like when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, that's different." But it's cool though. I think and that kind of just like certified lover boy. And then the cover art, like it's a perfect combination. Whatever that does mean, I feel like it just is a good representation of it. I don't know if it really lines up with like the messages in the songs or if there is a messages. Like if there are messages in the song, I don't know. But I think it's cool. I don't know if there's like, has there been talk about it? Like the people don't like it? Oh, that, sh- that shit was trash. <laughs> it, 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 hey bro, again, he's a genius marketer in the sense of, he knew exactly what that was gonna do when it touched the airwaves. He knew exactly what it was gonna do. It was no surprise that all, all the meanness stemmed from it, but that is a horrible cover on I mean, good Lord, that, that's, that's one of the worst I've seen. Bro, how do you feel about the whole beef situation? You know, in regards to Drake and, you know, them both dropping albums, you know, when we from part of each other, do you think those have positive or, like, negative um, reflections on, like, their music or, like, how people look at them and why? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, first off, I would say that, like, if you're talking about winner versus loser, and I know you didn't ask that, but, like, if you are going to ask that, like, I think the only winner in this situation are the fans because I feel like both of them brought the best out of each other all of the other stuff like the social media antics like the diss tracks and stuff like that that's like okay it's I mean it's yeah dropping addresses and stuff come on bro like I was a little like Kanye you didn't have to do that even though Drake's address was public like you didn't have to do that um I feel like the beef between them has been going on for a long time like there's a lot more to the story that of course we don't know um but i feel like it's a it's a positive thing in terms of just rap and culture and i feel like we're going to look back us being the fans of music in general we're going to look back and say oh 2021 that summer you remember donda came out clb came out they were beefing like that so like we're in the middle of a cultural moment and that's really cool to see and be a part of. Um, I'm not always the biggest fan of like beefs because I'm like, bruh, two legends can exist at the same time. Like it doesn't have to be, oh, who's the best here? Who's the best there? Like who won this? And I'm like, bruh, two legends can exist. Two legends can drop amazing projects. It doesn't have to be who's better or who's worse. It's just like, appreciate the music you know and appreciate legends that are in their time right now so yeah that's kind of how i feel about the situation people love drama people love something to get to get them riled up so that's what people gravitate towards now for me personally it hurts the music you think about the amount of the amount of fans stands quote unquote that we see on the internet they don't get to enjoy the music as they should because of they're so they're so invested in these beefs you know what i'm saying like i like, like am i invested yeah I try to keep it out of when I listen to these albums because I really want to enjoy the music. Like the, at the end of the day, music is what it is. And so I think that when these artists start beefing around around album time, bro, it, it does the music a disservice. Because right now, I think what's getting in the way of a lot of people that say Donna's trash or CLB is trash is that they don't like 
the artist. They don't like that artist because he, they're beefing with their favorite artist. And that, for a lot of people, plays plays a part. Because you know how big of a, of a part these celebrities play in normal people's lives. Yeah. People can say it. Weird. People can say they, it doesn't. It's, it's weird. But like people can say it does, they don't they don't care. But bro, yes, you, you definitely care what somebody's saying about your favorite artist. Because some of your some of you guys, these guys have created the track list to your lives. And I understand that to, to an extent, but this is some other stuff that we ain't got nothing to do with. And I'm keeping my hands out of it because I'm just trying to enjoy the music. Honestly, the first three songs of the album I love. I ain't gonna lie. Even the little line on Girls Want Girls, once you... If, if, on, you right. don't pay to, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay attention to it, bro, it really slapped. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> and, and to be fair, that line is not a outrageous line. I've heard that line said before in real life. It's not over instrumental. Okay, question. Just about Drake in general. You think he really do be having all these, like, girl problems? Because how on earth can one man, like, be so, like, head over heels um, with, like, I feel like each song is about a different person. <laughs> or you think he does that on purpose to make it seem like that? I feel like Drake definitely... I don't know. We got to remember how old Drake is. Like, some of the stuff that Drake be talking about, like, I feel like he talks about the stuff he's already been through. I don't think any of the stuff that he's talking about now he's currently going through. I feel like he's just talking about past emotions and past feelings that he had. But yeah. I, to say that he's been through all that stuff, I, I mean, I honestly believe it because, you know, he was, I mean, he is like a trending topic right now. He has like, you know, the generation on the chokehold right now, I would say. So for me to... Like, I believe it. I, I honestly wholeheartedly believe he goes through everything he raps about. So I don't think there's no rap in this cat with him for that. He always seemed like he hurt by somebody. <laughs> also, um, that Love All song with Jay-Z, that's also a lead turn track as well. Yeah, that, that Love All song, you know, we talked about it but, you know, before we hopped on. Uh, if people heard the original, you would really love this song. Not saying Jay-Z put, on a, put a bad verse on it. It's just that, you know, if you have the original, bro, you... you you understand exactly why you didn't need Jay Z on it. Overall, the song is the song is fine. It's just it was a it was a missed opportunity for a moment on Drake's part. For me personally, and my like listening, I guess I don't know archive or whatever. This probably would be a classic for me that I would listen to for Jeez. a long time. Just like <laughs> yeah, like like take care. Like I'll listen to it full like album just randomly doing whatever I'm doing. I feel like this would be one that's like that. Um, just off of initial reaction, I don't know if it's just the hype of like new music that's like, you know, good music and just kind of anticipating it. We'll see if that, that wears off. But as of right now, like my initial reaction was like, this is really good. <laughs> I was really vibing to it. Um, I feel like it's a diverse sound. It doesn't have like just one vibe. It's very diverse, like throughout the whole album, in my opinion. Um, so I feel like that's good and bad kind of for me personally, because I tend to like music or projects or albums more that have like a kind of like a storyline that you can follow, like a, a story arc that you can follow throughout the album, which a lot of his mm -hmm. other projects have had to me, like Take Care and, um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. What's the one with the clouds in the background? <laughs> uh, views, views. Oh, no, nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. Yes, that one. Like, I really, I really like that album because it kind of like, I'm just following one storyline. This one is a little bit more like, it just sounds more like songs that were created and kind of like, there the were good songs and put on the album. 
Um, so we'll see if like, you know, I continue to think it's like an amazing project or if I think it just is a collection of really good songs. I definitely feel like he has more to show, even though he doesn't have to show anything else, you know, like everyone knows who Drake is. Everyone knows what he's capable of. Like he's that nigga, you know? So uh, I, I really don't know what's next for him after this because he's reached such a high, high level. And I feel like we're seeing the peak of his career, but I don't see that peak ending anytime soon. It's kind of like watching LeBron in Cleveland, you know, the second time where, you know, like the end is kind of coming, but this nigga's still balling, you know? And I feel like that's where Drake is right now. That's a great I, analogy, bro. That's a perfect analogy. Definitely feel like he's, like you said, just living in the moment right now. He's reached this pinnacle. He's at this top that no one's touching him. Like he can, he can talk the most shit he wants to. He's got so much money. He can honestly get so many women out here. Like, and he, he definitely talks about that, but it's been like that for a little minute now. Like he's been that nigga since like 2013, you know? So for me personally, I would love to see him venture into like another type of theme of his life. And maybe like with him having a kid now, and I was talking to a friend about this earlier, like, maybe he'll be a little bit more like introspective and talk about being a dad, the lessons that he learned um, and is continuing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. More conscious stuff. And maybe that's like self-serving because that's the type of music that I like, like hits are cool, but I love to take a message from an album. But I mean, you see how much Jay-Z has changed over the last 10, 15 years um, with having children and just kind of reaching this level in his life where, hey, I don't need to be the flashiest nigga out here. Like, I don't need to say, oh, these are all the cars that I have or this is all the money that I have. Like, bro, we know. We, we know you that dude. So what can you give us outside of that? And I guess that's my thing. I'm waiting on that from Drake. Like, what's the, what's the game that you're going to give your fans? What's the message that we can get from this? Wow. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Josh, Taylor, and Tease for um, providing the commentary for us. A lot of a lot of hot takes there. What do you guys feel like stood out to you the most from what they said about a certified lover boy? Bruh, I feel like one of the more accurate um, responses came from none other than Josh German, one third of Dominated Decade. He actually pretty much hit on the head of what everybody was thinking. He just, you know, had the guts to say it. He said that pretty much that we're actually going through, quote unquote, a cultural moment in music history uh, in regards to, you know, the Drake and, you know, Kanye beef that, you know, it's pretty evident at this point. Like, there's no w other way to put it. You can't hide from it. But he really says, I asked him, you know, what are the positives and negatives from, you know, the B? You think it, you know, affects the music directly? And he says, like, really, like, there's no winners and there's no losers in this. But really, the winners, if you had to claim one, would be the fans. Like, we're the ones witnessing all this transpire. There's going to be something we're going to talk about, too our kids and you know our kids kids you know because these are two of the greatest artists in our generation right now like whether you like them or you don't like you can't deny the fact that these people are making huge steps in rap well music history i'm gonna say so that was an interesting take that you know i really took the heart i really resonated with i agree man that, that was a definitely good josh dropped a lot of that gems there that's why you know he does what he does you <laughs> know what about you sean what's up with you yeah, I definitely got to give uh, Josh's flowers, man. I feel like he hit that pretty spot on. Like, at the end of the day, I feel like we witnessed some history. So, I don't know. I feel like we should appreciate both forms of art and uh, taking it in that. I feel like years later, we're going to look back and be like, dang, 
that was a good year of music. I probably would have to say what stuck out to me the most probably with what Taylor said, because I actually felt what she was saying about the project. I feel like this project is one of the first, well, I don't want to say the first, but it's one of the first in the in his most recent projects that hasn't really had a like concise or complete story. I feel like it has a story. I feel like it tells a story. Like I feel like different songs have different meanings and messages. But mm-hmm. I just feel like this project probably doesn't have a more complete story than some of his other projects. That don't mean it's bad, but you know what I'm saying? I just that's yeah. something I, I that's something I like caught on to. No, I definitely um can feel and understand that. At least that perspective. I know for me you know, with it being called Certified Lover Boy, I just kind of took it as in, okay, we're about to really see what Drake is like on a real personal, maybe even on a, the side of romance. We're going to see how he operates, how he thinks, what's his mentality behind it. It's not as concise as maybe any of his previous projects, so I can definitely see where, where why somebody would say that this project wasn't as um complete, at least theme-wise or whatever. But for me, I feel like I was able to just to see a part of Drake we get, or that we don't get as much as you know on previous albums he'll give us like three or four songs where he might tap into this or whatever but this is a full 21 track project with a deluxe crossing my fingers that we get of drake you know just really exposing who he is to the to the public do you really honestly think there'll be a deluxe um that comes after this i i do i just feel as if we've heard too much music with all the leaks um it's been about three years if i'm correct since scorpion drop um mm-hmm. i think that's the gap between the two so, you know, Drake's got the music and you've seen all the features that he, he was on. He was on a killer feature on whether you liked all the songs or not, but he was definitely, he was still here. He made himself relevant or whatnot. So I, I just feel like as if he's got more in the tank and I feel like it's just a matter of him playing his cards correctly because, you know, the ops are always watching. You want to make sure you play your moves carefully or whatnot. So I feel like, it, I feel like it'll come maybe on some October shit. Bro, probably one of the more funnier responses, well, two responses was when Tease uh, and Taylor gave their feedback on the cover art and Taylor was pretty much saying like, yeah, I love it. I thought it was really creative and, you know, <laughs> the way he used it and whatnot. And Tease was like, oh, that shit was garbage. Like, that shit was hot trash. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Bruh, I definitely would say I got to agree with Tease. Like, when I seen that that was the cover art, I was like, okay, that's a cover art. I guess they were like playing around, but this ain't going to be the cover art when it dropped. When I seen them emojis <laughs> <laughs> on Apple Music, bro, I was like, okay, Drake is playing around, bro. Like, what's going on? Like that, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing the the meanings and I get the little messages and the the hinting meanings. Eric, you can touch on that. But I don't know. I'm it just wasn't it for me. So let me just say before I dive into um, you know, the little history and lore behind the cover art. When I first saw the post when he posted this picture on his Instagram. I didn't pay attention to it because I was just like, that's not going to be his cover art. I know that's not going to be his cover art. Right, that's <laughs> like, we, were, right. we went from our head in the clouds to sitting on top of Canada to sit at the dinner table with a goblet and an owl in your hand. And now we got we got emojis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I didn't believe that. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he, you know, Drake, you know, he's not just going to do something, you know, for no reason. Like, I kind of came to realize that he's kind of calculated the way he carries himself in the public eye. What, very similar to Lil Nas X. Like, you know, Lil Nas X tends to be on the more controversial side, it seems like, by choice. But he always figures a way to kind of, like, sway the media in his favor so that the attention's on him. So I feel like Drake kind of took that approach by enlisting um, Damien Hurst when he uh, created the concept for the Certified Lover Boy cover with the emojis on there. 
Um, for anybody that's not familiar, uh, Damien Hurst, he's an artist, British artist, and he kind of gets his uh, cloud off of uh, creating simple pictures, but creating controversy around it because of its simplicity and the multiple interpretations that you can get from just viewing it. You know, it's never anything that's going to be aesthetically like the next level or anything like that. However, you look at it and you either like it or you don't. And then the conversation and the controversy stems from there. Like, you know, since we've been aware that this might be his album um, cover, this is all that's been in the like social media. So everybody's talking about they love the album, but they hate the album cover art. Or somebody loves it because it's different. You know how Taylor Brown says. But like, you know, it's, I feel like it's doing its job, you know. It's keeping Drake uh, relevant, keeping you streaming. You're looking at the emojis and you're just like, ugh. So. Bro, I just want to go off the record and say that Taylor Brown is the only person I've heard that likes that cover art. Not saying anything's wrong with Taylor and like her view of artistry, but you know, you're, 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 <laughs> you're in a small number if you like that cover art. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, Taylor, I would try to vouch for you, but nah, this, he, Drake could have done something else. Like, is it bad? I'm not going to say, but he could have done something else. Bro, because <laughs> Drake initially, I don't know, Drake dropped it or. I mean, I knew he had to know that was out there sur- surfacing, well, circulating. The CLB initials, like, wrapped around. It was in cursive, like, italics or whatever you want to call it. And also, right, he right. was going through it. That would have been hard. Like, even that's not really creative, but, I mean, it's still better than what we got. So, I And on top of that, Q, I don't know if you remember, but the merch for that uh, CLB with that uh, um with the cursive writing was way better than what I'm seeing right now. And I'm not saying, that, again, there's anything wrong with what we have now, but... Bro, that just looked like certified lover boy. This looks like controversy. <laughs> this, this looks like, you know, in middle school and high school, how people used to wear them emoji pants and whatnot. This is reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to see that ever again. So, <laughs> bro, I would have rather him drop a black, like a black, all black than to see them emojis, bro. The emojis is it. <laughs> you know, and then the, the, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the rumor behind uh, why Drake enlisted Damien Hurst is because uh, Damien Hurst is actually one of Kanye's favorite painters. Um, Kanye has a couple of these um, in his studios, you know, across the nation or whatnot. And they said uh, whenever Drake and him were on speaking terms that Ye put Drake on. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a slight or anything like that. That's just a knowledge I was provided with. Do with it as you will. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. You can't, you can't deny that, that that's not a coincidence. I don't care. Like that's not a coincidence that Drake. <laughs> there are definitely <laughs> So I mean, the boys over there playing chess, but I mean, I'm watching. The, I got the game, so I already know everything that's going on. You can't shoot nothing by me. Yeah. <laughs> so what were where were y'all at? You know, when CLB was supposed to be dropping right around. Well, Drake pushed it back. You know, from the midnight uh, usual when albums dropped, but. He had the audacity to say that he's gonna drop the album at two AM. So where were y'all at when y'all was waiting for, you know, certified Little Boy to drop? Man, I was at the crib waiting waiting on Drake. You know, I had you know I already had one in the air, so he really was throwing off my, my schedule, really, to be honest. <laughs> like I really need to be in a certain zone by the time the album come out, but he he pushed it back, so I had to, you know what I'm saying, get back in that zone. But I was at the crib waiting for him to not cap. I thought he was gonna cap. Really, to be honest, I definitely thought he was gonna cap. Yeah, I th- I remember Sean texting our group chat. Um, I think in Invincible Inc. that I think Drake gonna cap, and I was like, you know what? Now you don't put that in the air. So if it happens, it's really you to blame because you don't put it out in the air. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> manifestation at its worst. Facts. But yeah, you know where where we was at. Me and Eric, you know, were congregating um amongst good good people. You know, in the city in Queen City, Charlotte. 
you know, cruising around town, you know, making sure everything was straight. Hit um, a few ghost tones. Sheesh. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't gonna catch that one right there. Hey, neither did Kanye. <laughs> sheesh. <laughs> yeah. It was cruising around, and um, you know, it was getting close to you know the the drop the drop date or well, the drop time for the album. So you know, we want to make sure that you know we was in the right area at the right time. But then, like I said, Drake had the audacity to post that he's gonna drop it at two a.m. And you know, like any other you know good working American, like we had to go to work the next morning for a shifter. So I was like, I'm not about to sit up here and wait on you know Drake drop this like album at two o'clock in the morning. Like it's still gonna be there when I wake up. So. What I did and what Eric did as well, like we left the premises and <laughs> we went home. <laughs> home and, I, and I put on that big Draco because you know Soldier Boy don't cast Soldier Boy about everything he say. So I knew if I could, if I could rely on anybody, it's gonna be on Big Draco. So you know, Big Soldier about business, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I was really waiting for that Kanye diss track that he said he had waiting on. That's really what I was trying to get to, but I didn't know. What, I didn't know what part of the album that was gonna be on. So I really just had to start from the top and go all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> Have you heard it yet? Bro, I got three songs in, but I was about to say, I got three songs in, and then I got a notification that Drake actually dropped. So I said, well, let me go and switch over. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much where I was at when the initial Drake, you know, when it dropped. But, like I said, I still had to go to work the next morning, so I wasn't. So if you look at this from a time stance, if I was supposed to listen to the album at two, the album's going to be like an hour and a half. So, ideally... I was gonna get in the bed to like until like four o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and I still had to go to work at nine. So that that trade off just didn't it wasn't worth it in my opinion. So I listened to half the album, not really half. I listened to three songs of CLB that night morning, and then I listened to the rest of it, you know, on Friday morning with the rest of the you know work in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I was right along with you. Um, I didn't. Drake wasn't gonna get my stream that night. Two a.m. is just too late. So. I'm not gonna so lie. I, I definitely, I definitely waited and, and listened to the project that night. I'm not gonna cap. I went ahead and just went ahead and finished it. I was like, well, I'm already up, so might as well go ahead and listen to it. Solid. One of the few. I do want to kind of roll it back a little bit. When um, Drake announced that he was dropping this certified lover boy, and that was the title of the project. We had nothing else but the title. What were y'all thoughts like? And even now, up to this point, you know, now that he's released it, like, what were your, what, like, what was going through your mind when you realized Certified Lover Boy is going to be Drake's sixth studio project? To be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the pod before, but if I haven't, I know I said it to y'all personally. I was under the impression that this was la- Drake's last album. And I don't mean last album as in, like, he never dropped an album again, but probably his last album, when he probably was going to probably disappear for, like, hmm, probably, like, six seven years not disappear six seven like years. from everybody else but probably disappear musically you probably going to go to have another offering from him in a while it's a six studio album you know drake loved them sixes for some reason six god of whatever whatever but yep. that's just what i was under the impression of after hearing it i am not under that impression anymore i definitely don't think this is the last album so you think he has still some more left in the tank is what you're saying absolutely I'm right there along with you, bro. Like, I feel that I thought it was going to be, like, something special because, like you said, like, six, um, six man, six guys. You can listen to all the tracks that have uh, six references in um, If You're Reading It's Too Late for those that are confused about where the six is coming from. But anyway, six studio album. I thought it was going to do something special. I thought it was going to be, you know, like Sean said, like, not really, like, uh, a conclusive album. Well, I thought it was going to be a conclusive album. I didn't think I was gonna, he was going to stop making music just because he's dropping this. So... That's my initial, you know, thoughts. But after listening to it, 
I was like, Rashawn, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that Drake doesn't want to get off at the moment, but he's going to be probably right back in the studio, you know, nine, ten months afterwards, po- probably posting a picture on somebody's beach talking about album mode. So that <laughs> definitely, I think the cycle, I think the cycle is just going to start back all over again. But I mean, after hearing it, I can say, you know, before we dive too deep into it, that this album title is just a personification of his personality, an extension of his personality, if I will say. I was going to leave it at there before we dive right into it. No, I agree. And real quick, you know, I never thought Drake was done. I never, I didn't, I get what you, I think y'all was saying, like, this album with it being at six, it was going to be more significant. And, you know, if it is, if it lives up to, you know, the expectations we had, you know, only time will tell. I think that's the thing about Drake's projects. You know, the interpretation that you had of it from the beginning, it ages with your understanding and um, with time. So, you know, we'll see if Certified Lover Boy is that staple in his catalog you know, that we kind of thought it would be, you know, especially with a name like that, you know, nothing was the same, you know, that's a real broad sense, but with it being certified lover boy, you know, we're really honing in on who Drake is as a person um, and more so than on four tracks on any of his previous projects. This album is dedicated to us letting, or is dedicated to us so that we can understand who Drake is on the personal and romance side. At least that's how I see it. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong, bro. I think everything you're saying pretty much hits the head on the nail. Well, hits the nail on the head. But the only thing that I really wasn't too sure about is, like, what would Drake actually be talking about on an album called Certified Lover Boy? Like, that was really the only thing that I didn't, I couldn't, like, write down and say this was going to be. But I feel like Certified Lover Boy, there's a lot of room for interpretation. And to be honest with you, my initial pre-judgment of it was there's going to be really on some, like, R&B, like, slow jams. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute before I continue what I was saying. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> let that simmer. <laughs> hey, we here all day. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was going to be on some real heavy, heavy R&B vibes, bro. Like, am I wrong for thinking that? Like, y'all boys didn't think that either? Yeah, nah, I definitely I thought the same. I wouldn't say he was wrong. That, I think we were all under that impression, to be honest with you. But then going into what he put on Apple Music um, on the description, I don't have it in front of me at the moment. Can uh, can a good brother help me out and uh, read out the description for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. I'm gonna well, right now for you. Hold on, hold on. But I say I got it if you don't. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. A combination of toxic masculinity and acceptance of truth, which is inevitably heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first heard this, I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Like, <laughs> Drake, what are you talking about? Like, but I felt like I was like, once I listen to it, it's going to make a bunch of sense. Like, it's going to make a lot of sense. You know, it sounds like hoopla, but I don't think it is. That sounds like a beginning of a five-page paper right there. I ain't going to count. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a thesis. I'm a, I would definitely try to pull that off in college. And Drake, uh, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised, though. The way Drake articulates himself, we shouldn't be surprised that he made something for us to kind of ponder on with it being the song bio. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second year in a row where it seems like he put more emphasis on the description of the project. You know, if you look back at Scorpion, you know, he, he was kind of like trying to shut down everybody that said Drake isn't this, Drake ain't that or whatever. You know, I'm glad to see that he's kind of putting in some delicate care so that we're able to kind of comprehend the album more with him providing an album description. Yeah. I don't think getting straight to the point is that much fun either. Like, nobody wants to be able to know something right off the bat. Like, that, you know, is, that's boring. Like, nobody, like, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for creativity or interpretation. So, this yeah. very vague um sentence right here is definitely what Drake intended. Just like with all like the cover art, like it's meant for our interpretation. And I don't think he's gonna answer any of these questions. Like if it, it'll float around there so the album will have longevity. So it's all a marketing scheme. So 
if you like it or not, you got to respect it. Sheesh. And speaking of marketing real quick, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Drake has uh, surpassed on his third day of streams more than I think Donda has in eight days or whatever. So um, I know one of the things that we're going to end up judging this project on is how many times can Drake beat himself? You know what I'm saying? Like how many times will this project beat any of his previous records that he had? And, you know, um, that's that's a good indication right there. You know, I'm only bringing up Donda because Donda is one of the highest selling projects from a for a release like as of right now or whatnot. With those two being in competition with themselves, you know, that's just something to take into consideration along with, you know, the other records Drake might uh, break going forward. Yeah. And also, Eric, uh, he broke two more records. Well, it's really one record, but they're on two different platforms. He broke the record for the most uh, streams within 24 hours as well on Apple Music and Spotify. So. I mean, the record breaking is there. So when you talked about, you know, how Drake, how many records Drake's going to break with this album, like that's already, you know, answering one of the questions right there because I'm starting to realize that Drake is the standard. So only person that can beat Drake is Drake. I'm about to say, I've been to that. Yeah. So but I'm just, I'm, I'm just letting the people know because I'm not going to get into that right now, but a lot of people like to compare <laughs> other pieces of art and music to other, you know, art and music. And that's just not feasible. You know, if I can say, but yeah, like I said, Drake is a standard. So you really can't, if Drake's records or albums are record breaking, then we have to look at it and see, is it really that good? Because Drake is known for record breaking. So this yeah. album is answering that one question right there of many, of many. Yeah. And Eric, since you touched on marketing a little bit, I definitely got to at least give him his flowers a little bit. Like not to talk about not too much. Cause I mean, we're going to, we're going to get to that. When we get to it. So we ain't worried about that, but. I definitely feel that he made the right move in terms of the the Sports Center uh video mm-hmm. that that came up with the CLB September third, yeah. the billboards. I definitely feel like his marketing strategy was smart because he's been talking about the album forever. So he really didn't have to do that much in regards to like a Kanye that kind of like came out of the blue with it a little bit did the listening parties and stuff, but I definitely feel like you can look at both of these marketing strategies and see, like, they both were pretty genius, if you think about it. And, you know, you just reminded me, and this will be the last point, you know, for marketing before we touch on the actual quality of the album. I don't know if you guys, are, well, I don't know if you guys seen yet, but he actually inked a deal with, I think it was Monday Night Football, so that he's going to be in charge of, like, cataloging the music from now on, so it's not going to be no longer any more of the country entrances. I don't know if you guys remember Whenever the Dallas Cowboys would play, it'd be that same uh, woman singing them country songs or whatever. It seems like Drake's gonna take that, uh, <laughs> take that mantle and give that uh, that area a little bit more diversity, at least as far as the music music is concerned. But what really got me was that um, this could easily be something that just increases the stream numbers. Like you're in, you're you're now in charge of the music catalog for a platform that gets millions and millions of streams, and you're able to just insert your music in there, and that counts towards your sales. Like if that's the case, if that's how the business goes, then like. You know, you got to give Drake his his flowers. Like, he's really, really on top of this marketing thing. Like, he's been quiet for a minute. He gave us three years of no project. And we're seeing, like, we're seeing the pieces fall into place. Everything that he's working for, we're slowly seeing it fall into place. Yeah. Drake's definitely in a mindset to win the war, not so much the battle. Like, yeah, I can have, like, you know, the accolades for the now, but my junk will be streamed, you know, every Monday night when I tune into football. So, who really wins? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. As Eric was saying, you know, we didn't dodge around it. We didn't answer questions, you know, about the lead up to the album. So, I mean, it's about time that we go and dive into the album. I don't even know really where to start at, to be honest with you. 
Well, I guess, you know, maybe I am curious. I don't think I, I don't think we actually really talked about it yet uh, amongst ourselves in our own chat or whatnot. What are some of y'all favorite songs off here? Like, let's say your favorite three or whatever. I know it's like 21 songs, but um, what three really stand out to you? Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, if I had to take the lead on that, I would say, and this is not no particular order. This is just, you know, three songs that I like that really gravitated to me. Pipe Down. Pipe Down is probably one of my more, Pipe Down is one of those songs I didn't, really pay attention to initially but after doing some research i actually like playing it you know a few times and it's standing the test of time like a short period of time pipe down uh after that in the bible you know having a little dirk and give me on it's probably unheard of because he has music with both of those artists but having them artists all on the same song like and then execute as well as it did that's yeah probably, that's probably one of my that's probably my that's my second and then after that i'll probably say poppy's home because that's just like you think drake's singing but he's really talking and shit and that's why i like that's why i fuck with <laughs> oh my yeah God. i gotta i gotta be honest that sample on poppy's home and like him if you really actually know what he's talking about like he really calling everybody out here his sons really if a lot of y'all missed that but come on bro like that's hard like regardless of how you want to how you feel about it that sample him rapping on it it's just fine. And it's the, I feel like it started the album off the right way, especially after that crazy intro. Like, yeah. that intro was incredible, to be honest. Bro, like, that that intro was like some goddamn spoken word, ain't it? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got chills low-key listening because he sounded like Tuscan Leather. Like, Bruh, it gave me that same energy. That. I was just like, okay, Drake, like, this is just the intro, but okay. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. When Drake did that hard deep side into the second verse, I was like, oh my <laughs> god, great about this, great about to be on this shit. <laughs> he said, three years, dog. Three years. He said, y'all really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of sight you get before you beat your kids right there. I ain't gonna cap. X. Definitely gave me Tuscan Leather Part 2 vibes. I gotta be honest. Uh, but if I gotta name some of my favorites, um, I gotta say TSU. That was the leak of well, one of the leaks, of course. I've been, I just been loving that song ever since I heard it. So when I seen it on the album, well, what was the name of it before? Was it what is it? Not around or something? Not around, I think. Yeah. So yeah. when I did see Not Around in the project, I really didn't even think about it. But when I heard it, I'm like, oh, this nigga going crazy. <laughs> like he actually included this, bro. Like I ain't gonna cap that shit. Definitely made me be like, all right, yeah, I fought with this shit because he actually included it. But uh, yeah, TSU, seven AM bridal path. I mean, come on, like we you need to know for right now. If Drake has a time in the title, <laughs> the song is true. <laughs> Stop what you're doing and listen. Like, Definitely. If you see a time and a location, it's over. It's over. You need to know. It's definitely over. And just hope yeah. you're not on the track. Definitely, I thought that song. I feel like his uh. He was back to like rapping Drake, like the rapping yeah. Drake that we love, like you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I definitely like that song, and I got to be honest, bro. Uh, Pipe Down is probably my favorite song off the project. If not, if, yes, it, if it's not number, one, if it's not number one, it's definitely number two. Pipe Down is a, definitely that's a great song. How much I gotta spend for you to pipe down? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that should be sly. Like you said, how deep I gotta dig for you to pipe down? <laughs> are y'all are y'all aware of the? Uh... Of the story behind that? I am, but go and explain to the masses. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Just uh, real quick, so rumors saying, y'all ain't hear this from me, I'm just telling y'all what I heard, but apparently 
Drake's, well, Drake's just detailing that relationship that he had. And it's low-key um, referencing a situation that happened back in, I believe this was, yeah, 2019. So apparently he was talking to somebody named Naomi Sharon, and she was actually engaged to some musician named, I'm not even going to say his name, it's not even worth saying at this point. But uh, apparently he was rumored to have broke down, uh, broke up their relationship. Um, and then they were like engaged at the time. And even the, the, the fiance of the woman, he was basically saying like, I'm an artist, like how dare you, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he realized that he was actually competing with Drake. And, you know, as we come to see, there's no competition with Drake, bro. You just take your L and keep moving. But um, that seems to be what the um, consensus of what this song is. At least that's what I got from it. Uh, what'd you get from it? Bro, I just really was in awe of like how he was able to like tell the story and like make it sound good. I when I first listened to it, bro, I really just thought he was talking about an aggravating ass, you know, girl that he couldn't get to shut up no matter how much he like paid her, no matter how much he pleaded with her. So I'm not gonna lie, bro, I felt like it was low key uh subliminal message to, you know, his baby mama um situation right there. But that was before, you know, you explained it to me and then, you know, you're talking about it right now. So I knew it had to do with a female, like that's that's a given. But I didn't know like who exactly the female was, but it sounded like you did enough investigator work for all of us yeah i mean i was just curious i was just like bro like it's not that i necessarily want to be in drake's business about who he's talking to but he he's putting it out there for us to know and you know like drake hasn't always had the greatest track record uh you know with women like we can go back to georgia and how that fell off when it came down more life and stuff like that but um yeah i mean we can always dive into it a little bit later i do want to give my uh I don't even know if I can call it favorite or not, but these songs definitely stuck out to me the most on this project. And they're even what I would consider the timeless songs on this project. Definitely going to start with uh, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. I can't get over how he had those, uh, how he made a beat to the cheering in the background. Like, for those of you know that are familiar with Florence County, like, that sounded like Wilson High School cheerleader. And I was just like, yo, like, how are you making it slide, like, so effortlessly? Like, how did you do that? So that definitely stuck out for me. If you don't know about Wilson, you go ask somebody because they like it. Bro, he definitely got them cheerleaders on the song, bro. I was Come like, on. Right, God, that's hard. And then for a second, I was like, this can't be Sierra Canyon. Like, I, this cannot be Sierra Canyon. But fun fact, it's actually a little uh, school out of North Carolina that he actually sampled that year from. So, um, you know, shout out to them. Next, I like race my mind. Like, I don't know what it is about that track, but it's, it gives me like Final Fantasy, like Redemption. Like it definitely falls in that category of like, I feel like that's the epitome or like of what certified lover boy is. It just seems like that's the romance side. And I don't know. It's just like the B side of Drake that I really like. And then lastly, the third track on here that really stood out to me the most was I Miss You Too with Kid Cudi. Dog. First of all, I didn't even know they were going to come together and make a song after the the hell shit Drake had said about Kid Cudi. Yeah, Drake going crazy. Yeah. But the fact that they squashed that though and they made a record like this, like, I ain't gonna lie, I had teared up when I heard this song. Like, I just feel really? like it's <laughs> bro. I'm a I'm a big kid, I'm a big Kid Cudi fan. Like I've been on Kid Cudi, like even after you know day and night and shit like that. Like I, I was I've been here, so you know seeing Cudi like go in and out of music, you know, it hasn't always been my favorite thing. But seeing him collab with one of my favorite artists and this track right here, like this is a timeless track. Like I ain't gonna lie, I might always tear up every time I hear this, just because of what it means to me. But um, yeah, those three are the ones that really stuck out for me. Bruh, what do you feel like, well, what do y'all feel like are some of the best features, like, from the song? Like, who had the, what was, like, some of the best features that you feel like came from this project? 
Sheesh, best features. Um, but who slid the most on their feature? I, I, can, I can. I gotta be. I gotta. I gotta at least give this to. Well, at least one of them. I feel like Durkio went crazy. Definitely shouted out, shouted out Shorty and everything. But I definitely feel like he was sliding on that song. And when he got to the end, he was just. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? What's, what's happening? <laughs> was I the only one that was disappointed in that? And Dirk? Yeah. Oh, I was like, like, what? Like, why he was humming like that? Like, at the end, he ran out of words or something? Like, what was going on? You want you to fuck with the humming, bro? No, listen, I was fucking with the humming, but I felt like it was a weird way to end his verse because he was going crazy. I will say it was rather abrupt because he was like, I did my dance, went viral on TikTok, and then he just started humming. I mean, Definitely. but that humming was tough, though. Like, any questions I had about where the next verse, I was done because I felt like that humming was a verse in itself, to be honest. Like, that was some Kid Cudi level humming. Like, I was extremely impressed. Bruh, yeah. At, if you look at the main <laughs> nigga, it's like killing. Bro. If you look at the main Kid Cudi level humming. Bro, facts. <laughs> bro. The main niggas are doing the humming right now is Kid Cudi, Dirk, and probably Roddy Rich. Honestly. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I'll give you that. I mean, another feature uh, that I did go crazy too was uh, Knife Talk with 21. Yeah, yeah. Solidified. Yeah, them niggas always gonna slide on the track. Like, that's a given. Like, I didn't expect anything less out of a feature with 21. And I do well, want to clarify um, real quick. I'm sorry, Sean, but like, I see a lot of people saying Drake got washed his own song by 21, yada, yada, yada. But you guys have to remember, like, Drake is in control of all of this. He's allowing, you know, 21 to say this. And I'm pretty sure this is what 21 comes with because this isn't the first time that he's gone crazy on songs where it's just long verses, longer than 16 or whatnot. You see the same thing every time you collab with Cole. But um, I think this is, I think, like, this is what you have to expect whenever you get 21 on your song. Like, 21 is going to come in. He's going to give you one long-ass crazy verse, you know, and it might seem like it's a larger part of the song. But, like, Drake was definitely rapping and talking that shit in here, too. I just feel like, People might have been overwhelmed by 21's part. I would say, though, out of the features, I would definitely say I was impressed by the Travis Scott feature. I got to be honest. Like, I was a little impressed by the Travis Scott feature. because What, what impressed you about I'm curious. The, re- the reason I say this, the reason I say this, y'all already know one of my favorite Drake songs ever, probably one of my favorite Drake songs of all time, is Company by Drake. By yeah. It was on... It was on uh, if you read this, it's too late. It was on that project, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Eric and Eric and Q know I love that song. So when I see Travis Scott on this, I'm like, all right, is this, is this could be another company-type track? But as soon as Drake come on, feeling young, but they treat me like the OG, my face was wrinkled instantly. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they're going crazy. And I was glad that it wasn't too much of an interlude for Travis Bar. I, I really wanted to hear Travis like rap on the beat. And I definitely appreciate them for doing that. Not too much of an interlude. It changed up a little bit, but not too much. Right. And that's yeah. why I would say he was impressed. I like I feel like he did he did what he needed to do. Bruh. I honestly hated the fact I'm glad you said that because some people had the audacity to go on Twitter and say Travis Scott ruined the song. I say, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? I said that's not even a possible thing. Bruh. Nigga <laughs> came on there talking about I let it slide when I really should have slid. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, I literally went in one of my group chats, but I said, this is how I be feeling about y'all niggas 99% of the time. <laughs> it wasn't y'all. It wasn't y'all, but, you know, they, they know how I'm about to say, yeah, I didn't see that message. But... <laughs> bro, but you got to be honest, though. Like, seeing that, like, bro, me seeing Travis Scott, I was like, all right, is this going to be, like, another, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this ain't 2018. Right. This ain't 2018. 
So we're not about yeah. to get no sicko mode. So I'm just like, I'm really, I was really interested to see once I saw Travis Scott on the feature list. I, I was like, Travis Scott, like, I wonder what he about to be on. I was thinking he was gonna be on some company vibes, but I would definitely got to say, Fair Trade is definitely a top five song with his album. Definitely. That's crazy. I think, and I don't know if he did this or not, but I feel like he might have even mentioned company. I mean, he did say fuck her because she had the crib again company. You know, I mean, that could be a play on a multiple things, but you know, these dudes are very like calculated with what they say or whatnot. So I feel like, I feel like this honestly could be a continuation of company or at least those same vibes. So I definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. Now, top five, I don't know. There's just a lot of good songs on here, but I can't, I can't knock you for that. Top seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do have a question. I mean, was there one feature on here that you weren't blown away by or that didn't snag you? Give me on. Mm. I thought Give Me On was gonna come on that beat where like Drake was rapping and you know, Dirk came and like rapped like his verse and did that humming. I didn't think it was gonna slow down the song that much for Give Me On. I thought Give Me On would come on the scene and rap on some like Ty Dolla Sign type type shit. Yeah, he he low key should have just slid on that beat to be honest. Like they didn't have to change it. To answer the question I asked you, Sean, I feel like one of the features that I liked off it was um future futures on feature on both uh In Too Deep and um Way Too Sexy. Sheesh. The latter part of In Too Deep, because really two songs in one, but the latter part we came in talking about uh he got some girls that wanna fuck on him for some AP and like he sung that part, but you know, that's just that's his classic future. Like anytime I know future and Drake gonna be on the song. Is pretty much the equivalent of having Rick Ross and Drake on the song, in my opinion. Nah, low key, you gotta really think about it. If you look at their catalog and the collections they got together, I mean, come on, life is good. But yeah, Q, that second half of Into Deep, he must have put crack in that shit. I don't know, man. It's just different. And I see a lot of people, you know, they were hating on Drake because it's the Houston sound, or whatever. But Houston Drake is low key top tier Drake. Like you don't get the best out of Drake, whether it be rapping, singing. But even on a lyrical standpoint, I just, bro, I, I was saying I wish that second part was a song in itself. Just call that shit too deep or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Just the touch back, I mean, Eric. I'm just gonna touch back on uh, you saying what was our least favorite features. Mm-hmm. Um, Q already brought up Giveon. I felt like Giveon was kind of just thrown on the project a little bit. Like he just kind of threw him on there because he, I don't know. I feel like people would. Expect Giveon to be on there. He was on Dark Lane demo tapes. I thought them boys got a little good chemistry in their music or whatever. So I was excited to see him on there. I just wasn't really a fan of the verse. Like the verse was okay, but I feel like it could have been better. I feel like it was but, the complete opposite of what Drake and Dirk were talking about, honestly. Like, it's yeah. like he sounded like the dude that was trying to, hey, don't leave my homeboy. Like he's been on, like you've been on his mind. Like don't leave. He's a really good guy. <laughs> That's what I got out of that. And I was just like, give me on. You don't have to play the middleman right now, bro. Come on, man. Like, talk your shit. <laughs> definitely. I got to be honest. I definitely got to. When I first heard Way Too Sexy, uh, I said, what in the world is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. That's probably one of my least favorite songs on the album. <laughs> bro, I said, what in the hell is going on? Seriously. I mean, since we're being honest, I know my first listen, like this was like around like six o'clock in the morning, I think, when I might have tapped in and listened to it. That's just when I woke up. I really didn't like I really didn't like sit up in my in my seat until I heard way too sexy. Like 
And I just kind of feel like it's not a bad song. I feel like it might be a little bit more commercial, maybe not as in-depth as his other works on this project are. But that shit slides, and it passes the car test every single time. Bruh, like, that's definitely how I felt initially. I definitely would say I did go to, like, a, a function or whatever, and I heard it playing. Already? So I'm like, definitely. So it's definitely a party song. It's definitely a club song. That's definitely the type of song it is. It's not the type of song for me to be listening to by myself and probably getting turned. So that's probably why it didn't capture me from the beginning. But right. you wouldn't listen to that by yourself? Now I will, definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when I first heard it, I was like, this is garbage. Like, what's going yeah. on? And to be honest, I didn't really like Future on this song. Like, I mean, it's cool. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if Uzi would replace Future, this song probably would have slid a little differently. I feel like it would have been hard, but I don't know. I mean, I can see that Uzi got that charisma and that like, I feel like he would put a whole bunch of energy into like saying, I'm too sexy for this for your girl and stuff like that. So I definitely, definitely. see that. I had somebody else tell me that they felt like Uzi should have been on here. I know me and Q were talking. We felt like, well, Q, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like Gunna would have slid perfectly on this. Jeez, yeah. definitely. Gunna and Thug, don't miss. Well, Sean, I was literally about to say, bro, like you literally <clears> took the words out of my mouth. I can't remember when I was thinking about this, but I was like, bro, Uzi sounds like he could have been on the song, bro. Like they ever like drop a remix or something like that. Uzi definitely needs to be the first person they call. <laughs> No, for sure. I definitely got slime all over it. So yeah, he he needs to be a part of it. Yeah, what well, some of your least favorite features off the album? I would say the one I'm more so disappointed in, and disappointed is a strong word, would probably be Fountains. Um with Tim's. For those who don't know, Tim's is also on the Whiskey song Essence. That's, you know, real popular right now as it's recording. But um, I don't know, man. I just I already had the idea, okay, this is gonna be his this song is gonna attempt to be like that one dance or that like Afro DJ Caribbean type of it's gonna it's gonna be that it's gonna be that song for this album. And when I heard it, like it's it was as good as it as I was expecting, honestly. I just I just felt that it took me longer than I wanted to to get into the song. You know, once I get into it, it's fine. But I just I don't know, I just didn't expect that. I wanted to have that hit and you know, it just be something I instantly play and I instantly like, but it just takes me like a little longer than I like to get into it. So that'd be the one that I would be disappointed in. Well, if I can go and cut away and talk about something that, you know, we've been putting out on our socials. First of all, I want to appreciate and thank everybody that's been interacting with our uh, polls on Twitter and Instagram. You know, we, we do all this stuff for a reason and you're about to see that reason now. So we had a we had a few hot takes um from the poll we did on Instagram. Um, if I can just read off one of them. One of the questions, well, one of the responses was, you know, we were trying to figure out what feature was what artists had the better feature on, you know, COB or Donda because there was a good list of artists that were both on Donda and COB. But one one response took out the most who was comparing uh, Little Baby's Hurricane Verse to Girls Want Girls on uh, Certified Lover Boy. And uh, shout out Brianna Owens for her hot take. She said that Girls Want Girls is the worst song on COB. Come on. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Bruh, Brianna. Jeez. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. So, what do y'all feel like people don't like about the song? I know the glaring thing is the lesbian line. But, I I mean, that's just some shit that Drake can say, and he can say it, and it comes off smoothly. The regular people can't say that. So, is it just hate because other people can't say that? Like, I just don't see why not like the song. I really think it's 
really who hears the the song. Like I think mm-hmm. anybody could have said that, and it probably would have been offensive. But I guess Drake, you can say Drake is kind of having to play around with the word lesbian, and we all know Drake's not a lesbian. Like that's not the correct usage of the word. So right, an actual lesbian i would say they probably will find that offensive i'm not saying you know the people <laughs> that are offended by this are lesbians but i'm just saying a feminine or a lesbian or you know yeah. way, to, way, to, way, to, way to clear that up <laughs> i'm saying i can see how it could be offensive because you're not taking the you know the person that you know is you know embodying that you know sexual experience serious so <laughs> i understand it i'm not saying i, I pick a side but i understand it <laughs> Yeah, I think um, other arguments I've been hearing is that it's just a uh, a, a lazy line. Like, um, you know, Drake is could have said something else, but I just, I don't know, man. I just think it's the, like the nuance of it. it's just the cool part of it. It's just that he can say stuff like this and just make it trendy. Like, your one sentence is now a caption. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just I like I don't know who's gonna use this as a caption now that I say it, but I don't know. It's just like that's just part of that's just part of Drake. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was nothing crazy, but I mean, it was cool. That's what I thought about. And um, you know, aside from the polls, like, how did you guys feel about a uh, baby verse? I mean, it just really wasn't really an extension of what Drake was saying, talking about you know, little baby's girlfriend has a girlfriend, and how he's basically like the third lesbian amongst them. So, <laughs> I, I I really didn't like it. It didn't hit for me like Hurricane hit for me, and I really don't want to get. Well, baby's verse could have been better. Yeah, definitely, it could have been better. It was straight though. It was it was it was straight, but it could have been better, you know. And so again, we're gonna tap on this, you know, on later episodes when we talk about Don and whatnot. But I think we gotta. I think you. I think you said this, but every verse like that was on uh, Donda, whether it be a feature or Kanye himself, like those are all like testimonies. Like they were really talking about their life, and like here in this song, like they're talking about something that isn't as serious. It could even be considered silly or whatnot. So I can. I don't know, man. I just feel like that's where I'm with y'all where you can't compare like that's if you're judging this verse isn't good based off what you heard in Hurricane I wouldn't advise you to do that because I just don't feel like that's fair for a little baby in a sense I feel like you have to just look at the verse and you just, you genuinely don't like what he's saying or you feel like he could have come better because you've heard better from him or whatnot I don't know but I just wouldn't compare the two uh the two features and say this one's bad because it's not the same level as Hurricane right but you gotta think about it though little baby com- talking about two completely different things on two different verses like the last bar that he puts on hurricane is she tried to run off of my heart but i blocked off all the exits but on this one on girls one girls he's going through the complete opposite he ain't going through no heartbreak like he's talking about a hurricane he's having a great time sounds like on girls one girls so i mean you, like you said you just can't compare the two because he's at two different points in his lives i think they can't stay down forever. <laughs> i mean but just to add on to the point i just want to quote one of drake's uh bars from like this album he says under a lot of people's pictures live the greatest quotes from me. So one thing that Drake will never deny us of is some quotable captions. Like if you look at, you know, and we already see it happen. Like people could not wait until they found the caption they can use from, you know, Drake's album. So that right there, even though you don't like the bar, it's highly talked about. And like it or not, you're going to see it again. So you might as well just get used to it. <laughs> and Q, you got to say that line right after that. Oh, shoot. I ain't, I ain't quote that one yet. Dang. Bruh. He said something about, um, Wait, so what? what's the line you just now said about the greatest captions live under me or something like that? Under picture lives some of the greatest quotes from me. Bruh, the line right after that, he addressing all his opposition. And I just I, I just like how Drake is just pointing his finger at everybody. I feel like that's, a, that's one of the consistent themes throughout this whole album, to be honest. And it even goes deeper into that in uh, No Friends in the Industry. 
I feel like the features that are both on, you know, Donda and Certified Low Boy kind of personify that. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Drake and Kanye are cool with both the artists, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm not about to hinder my bad because you're not fucking with this person. Like, me going on somebody else's track is not a diss towards you. And I'm pretty sure both are, you know, understanding that. Like, all three parties understand that. So, I mean, I guess you can put it either way. Like, no friends in industry basically means that, like, I'm not going to, like, side with you and prevent me from doing, you know, something else for somebody else that I'm cool with. So, I don't know. I feel like that pretty much personifies, like, the whole, like, artist being on both Donda and C.O.B. Yeah, man. And I mean, no friends in the industry. If that's your brother, you would want the best for your brother. However way you got to go get that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for a lot of the people you consider as brothers, these were some big opportunities for some of these artists. You know, like Thug went crazy on remote control or um, Vori, even Lil Dirt. You know, a lot of those artists really got to shine in a project that was taking up a whole bunch of the national spotlight. So, you know, I think Drake is just saying like, you know, I want my, I want my niggas to go get it. Go, go eat however you need to eat. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you can put food on your plate. So I don't think he was he was ever knocking him or anything like that and i think he actually encouraged him to do that to be honest with you because you know what kind of respect he holds kanye and he knows his influence he knows what it can do for them so let's um let's talk about the lucy's for a second rashawn talked about uh tsu how that's probably that's one of his uh top three when he was naming off songs that he you know favorited off the album how'd y'all feel about the lucy's turn track on this um project honestly I don't know. It makes me think that there was something else going on, like behind the scenes, on what took so long for the project to come. Because it's like, if you got two or three songs on the project that were already out, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't, I've never really seen Drake do that. If you look back at his last project, Dark Lane Double Tape, which is a mixtape or whatever, those were what? Lucy's turned into what? The actual. Songs. I know like the project, project. actual songs that he put on the project. So with this, I'm just like, all right, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you usually don't see that with Drake. Like, you usually don't see his music leaking like that, to be honest. I mean, compared to other artists, I mean, it's happened in the past, of course. But as of recently, in the last two and a half, three years, I would say it's, it's been happening a little bit more frequently. So I don't know. Do you, like, do you think Drake might have done that? Cause he was like testing the field. Cause if you think about it, like these, all the leaks um, that he put out, those were all like some R and B joints, you know? And I feel like at the time, you know, nobody was really trying to hear too much R and B or in the feelings Drake. So you feel like that was just him just trying to see how it would be critically received, I guess, amongst the fans. That definitely could be it because artists do that all the time. Like that's not like artists don't do that. And then besides if, if niggas is leaking your music, how they leaking it? If it's you on the song. So it gotta be somebody from your team. Or your engineer right. or something. It definitely could be a marketing strategy for sure, for sure. But I don't know. It just kind of just made me think. I was like, all right, well, we got some Lucy's on this one too. Like, what was going on? I remember when he said back then, like, "Laugh Not Cry Later" was supposed to be the single for this project. So I'm just like, yeah, that I'm, I'm confused. Like, I'm just like, I don't know really. <laughs> Where is that song? <laughs> I don't, bro. It's, I don't know. I feel like it was a lot of things about this project that people didn't really know about, but it was so anticipated. So you were going to listen regardless, regardless of how this album sounded sonically, everybody was going to listen to it because they wanted to see what was, what's going on. Bruh, I really can't speak for, you know, all the songs, but I was reading up on uh, the leaks turned tracks and how we got a hold of the leaks is apparently the story is that some hackers have brought it from um, somebody on Drake's team for like, you know, X amount of dollars. So, 
that's how we got one of the hacks, one of the leaks. I can't speak for other one or which one it is, but that's how we got one of the leaks. It wasn't intentional. It was bought, purchased. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Drake was definitely mentioning how like he not cool the same members on his team or that they had cut ties or something like that. So I wonder if he's referencing that because that'd be tough. If but he I, is I, referencing that, that would make a lot of sense because like, all right, Drake, you ain't never been moving like this before. Like, wow, yeah. you leaking now, boy. What's going on? For real. Um, I do want to say with TSU, I think one of the crazy parts about this song, he has a lyric when he's like, "You pop a three two five, you feeling too good to worry tonight." So, so if you don't know what that is, short version of it, that's a drug, whatever. Um, and so I just thought it was so crazy that after that chorus, the whole song just slows down as if the as if the drug is in effect. And now Drake goes on black boxes with the bow and rose. Zari heels bound to give you Zara toes. It's just like it, I feel like he's just so great with his word and the fact that he got his production to kind of slow down and give the effect is that okay, you're on this drug, you're listening to Drake now. I don't know, man. It's just that, that creativity you just don't see every day. Yeah, I actually like this song, TSU, more than the leak song, which was called Not Around. But mm-hmm. on the opposite end of that, I like the Me, Me, Hold Out of 42 leak more than I like the Love All song with Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you feel like that because you already heard it? You heard the leak. So that might be why. Like, if you only heard Love All, do you think you would still say the same thing? I think if I would have heard Love All first with Jay-Z's verse, and then I would have heard uh, Need Me, Whole Lot of 42, I probably still would like a whole lot of 42 Need Me because the leak has like this outro that is crazy insane, bro. Definitely. Come through and get your bag broke. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I advise the people that are enjoying Love All right now, find the leak or hit up one of us to get the leak because <laughs> we got it. So... And so here's the thing. I will say, Q, we were just talking about this earlier. The uh, the leak version of it, it seems to fit the theme of what Certified Lover Boy is trying to convey exactly. better than what Love All is. Like, if you listen to it, it's really like some real like R&B on some hopeless romantic, aka Certified Lover Boy shit. But I feel like, I don't know, my theory is that he had an opportunity to get Jay on the track and he had to figure out what track to get Jay on. And I feel like this was the only track that kind of made sense. And I, you know, it's a shame that, you know, not everybody has yet heard that version of the song, which, you know, we got it. So just ask us and we'll deliver. But, you know, to what you had asked earlier, Sean, I feel as if I wouldn't feel that way if I never if I never heard that song before the leak. I would be I would be perfectly content with this. I'd be satisfied that they, Drake and uh, Jay-Z, they were able to finally collab on what might be their last collaboration together, just given, you know, whatever Hove has in store with his life and whatnot. You know, he's, yeah. he's not probably being music forever. So I was satisfied that they ended it on this note. I do kind of wish I didn't hear it. However, I am hoping that it's on the deluxe. Cross, cross my fingers. I just want to say, I did my whole personal poll uh, on my Instagram page. You know, thank for y'all that tapped in. But I put on there, you know, Pound Cake or, you know, the song Love All. And, and you were hell for asking that. Why no, would you ask? No, 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 I'm not hell for asking. I'm really, I, if I post who said what, I will, I will be hell. <laughs> but a lot of y'all. Wait, think, wait, wait. People voted for Love All? Definitely. People voted for Love All. I might go check that poll right now. I got the data to prove it right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bro, I'm looking at it. People, well, some people, 82% people said Pound Cake, but 18% said Love All. But that's still a high percentage of people that like Love All more than like Pound Cake. And I was wondering. It's just like, you can, bro, Pound Cake is the song that made you say, okay, we got to have more Drake and Jay-Z collabs. Like, (laughs) bro, how are you going to just like diminish that? I know Love All is cool and all, but it's only been five days. 
I'm just saying. I know your name. I put a star beside it, and I'm judging you accordingly. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant like, like more people voted for Love All over Pound Cake. I'm about to say, come on now. I mean, initially that's what it was, but then it started living oh, it out. Shit. <laughs> it started living it out, you know, as it as the night progressed. You had to let some of the old heads get on that thing and go ahead and put their vote in. That's all it was. Nah, okay. <laughs> but nah, I'm really interested to know. I know we ain't really gotten to the ratings and all that yet, but from well, five days in. How do you how do you feel about Certified Lover Boy? Did it exceed expectations? Did it meet expectations? Or did it did it underperform? Like in your honest opinion, what y'all think? I know Eric probably wanna say what he wanna say last for whatever reason, so I'll go and tackle that. Oh my god, not whatever reason. Come on now. I think that this is a true testament of what we always say was something that lasts the test of time because I'm not gonna lie, I thought this album underperformed after the first two listens i'll say but after looking at drake's whole discography and i'm going to make a bold statement you know after i finish saying what i'm saying after looking at drake's whole discography and like looking you know at this album like you know from beginning to end reading the lyrics and you know where really what the message is i would say that it actually fits with the rest of his catalog and i'm going to say that because my lbt said that at least it's better than scorpion and I never understood why he was saying it because I thought Scorpion was, you know, a pretty solid project. But looking at that and then looking at this, because these are his most two recent, you know, studio albums. I'm just talking about studio albums now. I'm not talking about mixtapes and, you know, collaboration albums. Amongst his studio albums, this ranks right above Scorpion. And I will say that, in my opinion, Scorpion is his worst album. Like, Scorpion is bottom tier. Because if you think about... Sheesh. <laughs> You think <laughs> Scorpion is his worst album? That's 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 what you're saying. Yeah, Scorpion is Drake's worst studio album because it's worse than Thank Me Later. And that's I'm glad you brought it up because that's going to be what I was going to say next. I really don't <laughs> I really don't fault Thank Me Later because technically that's his debut album. Like that was young Drake. That was Drake that really didn't understand like you know all the ins and outs of the rap game or really who he wanted to be. So you can say Thank Me Later was his worst project. But you really gonna fault someone for their debut project being like good or bad? Like that's really like your project that like makes a name for yourself. I feel like debut projects back then aren't what we like categorize debut projects now. Like debut projects now have this high standard. Like you got to come out swing. You have to have like the number one record or the number one project like be record breaking. You know, off the bat. When back then, I don't think it was just, it was that much pressure to be like that. Of course, you still wanted your music to be decent, but I'm not gonna fault someone for having decent you know, debut project. Now, years later, I'm going to, you know, judge you more harshly. But, you know, thank me later, I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt saying that was his first debut album. So, nah, that's not his worst album, in my opinion. Scorpion is. And I can dive into that later. Yeah. I, I'm i going to say I I, uh, I disagree with that one. But, um, yeah, if, you're, if we're going to dive into that, we definitely can. But, uh, Sean, what was your uh, question, though? Uh, I said, well, even though it's early, five days in, uh, how do you feel about the project? Has did it meet expectations, exceed expectations, or did it underperform? Got you. Okay, yeah. So I definitely think five days in, I think it definitely met expectations. I think uh with him taking three years off, Drake couldn't come back soft. Like he had to make sure he came back. And, you know, whenever Drake comes in, he's usually the name that we hear the most 
all the way up to the end of the year. We know he usually runs the summers and whatnot. That usually carries over all the way into the new year and whatnot. And I think with him dropping in September, you know, later or not usually when Drake drops, I feel like he was able to keep the buzz as if this was any other previous project before. So I definitely think he met expectations. I think, and this is my take, I think going forward, I think this project is going to be, you guys remember, what's the name? Uh, was it Justin? Um, how he was saying More Life was his uh, favorite Drake project? Y'all remember him saying that? Yeah, I do remember that. I think some people, and I think a lot more people will be able to say that Certified Lover Boy is their favorite project. And I would understand why they would say that. I feel like it's going to age extremely, extremely well. And I think it's going to surpass expectations. Yeah, I would say I definitely think it met expectations. I feel like it did what it was supposed to do. I can't really sit back and say that I didn't enjoy the project. If I would say that, then, I'm, then I would just be hate. Like, I'll be capped. Like, the project is good. It's definitely good. Uh, I do agree with Q a little bit on my first listen. I was just like, all right, now. Like, I ain't going to cap. When, I don't even remember the song. I think when they got to, like, right before uh, Love All, like, In the Bible, Girls Want Girls, Poppy Song, Champagne Poetry, I was like, it's good. But I need you to, I need I need to hear something now. Like, come on. Yeah. Now, like, I need to hear the one. So when I heard Love All, I'm like, okay, Lucy, I can respect it. But when I heard Fair Trade, I'm like, all right, yeah, he there. But Way Too Sexy was a little <laughs> a little weird to come right after Fair Trade. Cause Fair Trade, I feel like, is a, like I said earlier, at least top five, top seven song. But uh-huh. and yeah, my said, initial listen, I was a little, a little like, uh, was it good? Or am I just pumped up and ready for it? And I just wanted to be good. But I definitely would say it met expectations. That's solid. Now ranking it in like to his other projects, I don't know. I feel like it might be a little too early for that. But for right now, I would definitely say it's in the conversation with Scorpion and More Life. I definitely feel like it's it's right there. We're, we're, we're talking about studio albums now. This is studio album. More Life is, isn't a studio album. So I'm just talking about you know studio albums he got, which is Amy later. What was More Life? More Life was a... a, a it was labeled as a mixtape. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, bro, well, what if you put Thank Me Later, Take Care, Nothing Was The Same, Views, Scorpion, and now Certified Lobo, which is 6-1, that's, that's six studio albums, and this is a six studio album. I'm saying Scorpion is the worst one, and I can really dive into why I'm saying that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm low-key ready, because I'm just curious, like, you, you do you think "Thank Me Later" is better than "Scorpion"? I honestly do. I honestly do. Wow, That's I definitely crazy. don't think that. I definitely yeah. don't think that. <laughs> I think that this project is going to be on the same level of views when it's all said and done. Same, same. But bruh, I'm okay. "Thank Me Later" had fireworks, karaoke, over, up all night, fancy, light up, miss me, find your love, thank me now. You trying to tell me Scorpion is competing with all them classics? Yeah, well, Absolutely. first of all, Scorpion Absolutely. is a double album, so it's definitely competing with all those songs. And right. that that brings me to my point. So, Scorpion got nice, but what? Sanders Rose, God's in my feelings. I'm upset. In my feelings. Happy birthday, Blue Tint. Come on, like, come on now, bro. Come are, on, those are competing, bro. Those aren't classics. Those aren't <laughs> classics. Well, Q, they just, I mean, the album came out in 2018. So, I mean, you it's still aging and it's still charting. Bruh, but this I don't, I don't think Fake Me Later is. Bruh, this, this is what I'm about Jeez. to say. 
Scorpion is really the example of vulnerability with Drake that he got exposed and he got knocked off his pivot because originally Scorpion wasn't supposed to mention anything about his baby, but Pusha T rushed that decision for him to come and talk about it with, you know, the story of Adonis. And I was thinking more about what Taylor was saying about how this album is more so, is is it actually a good project, more so a a collection of good songs. And to be honest with you, bruh, I can't tell you what Scorpion means. Like, can one of y'all boys tell me what's the overall message behind Scorpion? Well, I mean, the overall meaning of why he named it Scorpion is because it's a double-sided album, like like uh, Eric said. But they say, what is that? Like, Scorpion is what, strike you two times or something like that? So I guess that's what he was saying that he was doing technically and with that, the project. Right. And he made something for the rap and R&B fans. This was definitely a moment where everybody was saying Drake fell off or whatever. So Drake really proved himself with this project. And I feel like he really solidified his status. And that's why he was able to drop a cover art with Emoji Women. So I feel like that you can't you can't really knock that album. And I feel like Scorpion, he was he he was really set up to do a lot of explaining. Like like you said, like the album was pretty much done, low key. But it kind of got off track when he had to address the baby situation. And the push the situation. So it kind of Scorpion, the Scorpion that we heard probably isn't the Scorpion that was there initially, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I think he, I think he went on record and said that he might have made a couple versions of Scorpion or whatever. Yeah, I, but I didn't know that. Um, So you guys were saying that he never was mentioned in the baby at all on Scorpion, that he went and did that after Pusha said something. Right. Yeah. That's no, 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 no. He mentioned he mentioned uh, the baby like on Scorpion, but. That came out after Scorpion came out after all of the the shenanigans. Right. Well, my understanding was that he was going to introduce his son through the album, but Pusha T called him out on it first with the this the story of Adonis or Adonai. That's he why he did say that. He said he, with the Adidas sponsorship, I definitely remember that. Right. That's why he said the whole thing about I wasn't hiding my world from the kid; I was hiding my kid from the world. That's where that bar came from, and that's why I'm saying Drake got knocked off his pivot, you know, slightly. Because he was rushed into introducing his son that way. And I'm not going to lie. Like like you said, Eric, he was supposed to introduce his son, you know, on Scorpion. But he didn't expect to introduce him that way. The way Pusha, you know, and Kanye, you know, had a hand in, you know, him revealing that he had a son. So, I say all that to say that this album. There are rules to it. Yeah, he, he didn't follow the rules. Yeah, they definitely didn't follow the rules. So, I say all that to say that this is more so a collection of good songs than actual overall meaning message compared to other albums, in my opinion. But Q, I feel like that's how you judge all the music, though. Like, what's the theme? What's the message? Oh, if it doesn't have it, then it's just a collection of, like, good songs. I feel like I feel like there is a theme here. I just don't feel like it's as concise. And on top of that, I still feel like Scorpion is better than Thank Me Later. I still can't believe you said that. It's definitely better than Thank Me Later. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, 100%. it was a great moment in time, but come on, man. Bro, I promise you, nobody is playing. What, what songs are y'all still playing for Scorpion? All what songs you still playing? First of all, what songs are you playing for Thank Me Later now? What's in your rotation? Miss Me, Fancy. No, what's in your rotation right now, Q? I'm not saying songs that you know. What's in your rotation? There's this three songs I just named were songs that's in my rotation, bro. When the last time you played it? Bro, I played karaoke last week. <laughs> you can't tell me you still don't listen to Blue Tint. Come on now. Nah, I haven't listened to it in a while. I've listened to Thank Me Later more recently than I have to listen to Scorpion. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. We're gonna put that on a poll too. We're gonna see how many people choose, and we're gonna we're gonna see how that rolls out. <laughs> Bro, we should no cap. 
I can go ahead and tell you, I think Scorpion is definitely going to take the cake. What you think, Sean? 100%. Come on now, yeah. y'all. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, you being disrespectful. It definitely be closer to what you would think, but I definitely feel like Scorpion is going to edge it out. But I don't know. There's a lot of people that we talking trash about Scorpion, bro. People saying, no, 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 no. Don't, don't switch up what you're saying now. Stay with what you're saying. So don't switch up now. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm with the people that think that Scorpion is better. I love Thank You Later, but come on now, guys. Let's be realistic. Bro, find your love, bro. That was literally a throwaway from 808 and a heartbreak, bro. Like, there's no way you think I ain't going to say nothing else. I am not going to say nothing else. Bro, you we gonna just... People, we going to let the people speak. We going to let the people speak. Yeah. Facts. We can even line up song by song, to be honest. Like, whatever you think is the find your love equivalent on Serve by Love. We can, we can line it all up, to be honest. Or you said Scorpion? You can't do that. Of course not, because you guys don't compare. You can't even compare within his own catalog? Bro, how many songs on Scorpion? How many Absolutely. songs on later? <laughs> No, I'm not saying you compare it song by song. I'm saying you find the song that is most like similar to it. Whatever song had that same impact when it came out, like whatever the "Find Your Love" was on a uh, Scorpion, you compare it with that. I mean, you can do that, but then you're gonna run out of songs on "Thank Me Later," and you still gonna have extra songs over on Scorpion. I mean, you just okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll address this later. But I'm pretty sure Scorpion is definitely gonna win. I'm like 100 percent sure. I'm about to do it right now. Matter of fact, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bro, I feel like we at that moment in time where we just gonna have to address what we need to address. Uh, I guess I'll ask the question: What y'all boys feel like? What y'all rate this project? We five days in, so I guess it's a little. We can be a little leading on some of our answers, but this is gonna be recorded and posted. So make sure you give a <laughs> a proper rating. What would y'all think? What you got, Q? Eric, all right. Now I answer the last question first. Now you can get this one, bro. <laughs> I know I can, but I, I, I'm really curious to hear what you got to say. That's all, bro. You know I love you on insight. Bro, fact. But heartbreak drink first. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm um, not. I, I would give this a out of 10. Y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> so, I get I get this a 9. 9 to 9.5. I don't have any complaints. I feel like it's essentially no skips. I know the question of where's the lineup with the rest of his catalog. You know, that's a question you can answer once it ages or at least hits his weak mark or whatever. But for five days in, listening as many times as I, as I have, I have no complaints. I'm extremely satisfied. So I say 9.5. Yeah, I'm going to say more so like 8.5 to 9 range. Only because I really didn't like that song with Ty Dollar Sign, uh, Get Along Better. Uh, Crazy. That song was garbage. Yeah. Nah. That song, <laughs> that song, nah. Bro, that song sounds like a whole bunch of off-key singing. You saying Ty Dolla Sign and Drake were off-key? The combination of the two, yes. Heck no. But I mean, it yeah, wasn't I, garbage, but it wasn't. It wasn't album. I feel like it wasn't album worthy. That's probably the least talked about song on Certified Little Boy. I haven't heard anybody talk about that song. That's cap. You ain't heard nobody talk about fucking fans. Fucking right. fans. I don't like that song either. You talk about fucking fans, Eric? I'm the only one. <laughs> I, I can't include myself in conversation with you. I'm talking about I'm talking about me, Eric. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me, who I've heard talk about the song. Oh, okay. But yeah, get along better. That's that's a song that I haven't heard anybody talk about. I mean, I, I guess Eric now, but outside of Eric, nobody else. <laughs> but yeah, eight point five nine. I feel like you know it's a good listen from um you know beginning to end. Uh, the people that are saying is whack and trash, then y'all are heavily tweaking because it's definitely not either of those things. Um, you know who you are. But yeah, I think it's you know a solid listen. I feel like it would definitely stand the test of time. I feel like more people 
will definitely listen to it as it you know ages. But you know, eight point five nine right now without the deluxe. That's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I, I think I gotta. I, I think I agree with both of y'all. To be honest, I can see the nine point five, and I can definitely see the eight and a half. I would definitely have to say I probably agree with the eight and a half a little bit more. I mean, for right now, I feel like that's good. If if anything over eight is pretty solid, in my opinion, to be honest. But fucking fans, I didn't really like that song. Get along better. I mean, it wasn't garbage, but it was okay. Yeah, was heartbreak. I feel the song was cool. Like it was okay. I don't think it was bad. Drake always has an interlude in his project, so I understood the reason for it. But I feel like if this song wasn't on the album, I wouldn't really miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it was cool to be there, but I don't really feel like if this song wasn't on the project, I'd be like, dang, this album's definitely missing something. So did you enjoy Georgia Interlude on More Life? Absolutely. I love Georgia Interlude. Probably one of my favorite interludes of Drake. But you didn't like Yeba's Heartbreak? I'm not saying I didn't like it. I said it was cool. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I could have went without it. Mm, That's interesting. That's what I would say. I could have went without it. If it was on the Georgia Interlude level, absolutely. But I just felt like it was just okay. I just felt like he just went to his folder of interludes and was like, all right, I'm about to pick the best one to put it on there. Hey, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you like this? Bruh. Like I said, I don't have any complaints about any of this project, except for Fountains, but once I listen to it, then I like it. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I just done a whole bunch of research into this, and we still necessarily haven't tapped in, like, lyric for lyric, word for word, some of the stuff he's talking about, but, like, I think maybe if y'all, I mean, maybe y'all have, I don't know, maybe you still don't like it, but maybe if, you know, if everybody just does their, looks into it more, they might find something they like about it. Maybe that's just why I like Drake so much is that um, there's always a connection to something. I'm always able to get a deeper into the site inside of uh, what he's talking about or even his personal life. Like fucking fans, for example, like he had one line in there where he was talking about, he had a shorty at the crib and I know he, and he said something like, uh, I know your friends went crazy when they found out that I had a baby. And it's just like, dang, like, you know, because I'm always curious about Drake's personal life since he doesn't necessarily put himself, his personal life out there like that. So I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe this is just me as a fan that's just appreciating this much more. So what's keeping it from being a 10 out of 10? Uh, what's keeping this from being 10 out of 10? Um, you know, there are, I think, overall, I'm, look, I'm rating it as overall as a project. I will say the cover art is not necessarily 10 out of 10 worthy. It's 10 out of 10 as far as like that controversy. And, but like, that's not what, that's, shouldn't be what drives your streams or whatever that's how i feel about it so i know that's enough for it um, um that i have in the bible just like you guys i definitely wish give y'all would have came on rapping or something even fountains uh with tim's like have i already expressed um it's just like small stuff or whatever but that doesn't take away from my overall enjoyment and experience with this project okay yeah i mean that's, that's what you think but yeah i guess you do be doing more research and reading but i'm just talking about i don't know get along but you can't convince me that's a good song i mean i'll read on I can't listen to it anymore and change my opinion about that. Get along better, fountains, and fucking fans could have been left off the project. It would have been a great project. Nah. <laughs> I'm not saying all that, but I'm just saying for uh, get along. Yeah, better. you help with that. I would keep Yellow's heartbreak over get along better. No, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and fountain. Yeah, get along. I think fountains, fountains would probably be the only sign I take off. If I if I had to, but you know, I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'll never. Bruh, so we we can literally go lyric for lyric and like you know interpret what lyric means. But I want to know like after hearing the project, 
what do y'all think certified low boy means now? Because I have my own pretty much breakdown of what I think Drake was trying to personify and like, you know, the description he gave. But, you know, we all been asking questions, you know, around like a round table. So what do y'all think now that we've heard certified low boy we already had discussions? We heard what people talk about it. What do y'all think certified lover boy means? I mean, I think uh, I think certified lover boy describes somebody that is encapsulated with the act of love, not necessarily falling in love, but doing things that are on a love level that can lead to confusion that would look toxic and stuff like that. I think that's what Drake's exemplifying. I think that's what he means by certified lover boy after hearing this project. Because some of the stuff on here is a little wild. It's not no normal shit that, you know, someone like me could be doing or something like that. But, you know, someone that's living a lifestyle like Drake, it just seems almost like an adventure. And I feel like the way he, he's like personifying his romance and his love, his love life. I think that's what a certified lover boy is. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. But to be honest, I think certified lover boy is, I think the meaning is what Drake has always been or always expressed. Yeah. I feel like it's the, urge of wanting to I'm, I'm about to be I'm gonna keep the stack the urge of wanting to be a fuck nigga but wanting to be the guy. right nigga at the same time like blending <laughs> the one and I feel like those are natural thoughts or natural stages that men go through especially in their early 20s teenagers like probably even early 30 years so yeah that's why I think I think he's just being honest to be honest X. Yeah, I feel like y'all boys pretty much hit the nail on the head with all of the response y'all gave. I'm pretty much going to piggyback off what y'all said. I'm not really going to say anything that's too far off of what y'all saying, but I would say I think Certified Lover Boy is pretty much a message to everybody and so much a message to himself too is accepting who you are because we always know Drake was always kind of the mm-hmm. person to you know, try to elevate himself, try to separate himself from like different people doing different actions, but I want to specify or like emphasize one specific lyric that he said on more life on the song portland he said i could never have a kid and then be out here still kidding around i just want to say drake is a liar for that because he definitely had a kid was still out here kidding around but absolutely i feel like that came from a point where he was trying to separate himself and kind of get out of himself a little bit and i feel like certified lover boy is more so of him getting back to his roots and really understand like this is just me so like i can't fake the funk like i know who y'all want me to be but at the end of the day like this is who i am and we always hear these references about drake you know saying um boy to a man you know and pretty much saying he got he grew from a boy to a man now i question why would he make so many references about you know saying that he's a coming from a boy to a man but name the you know album certified love a boy if you're trying to grow from being a boy to a man, then why would you name your album Certified Lover Boy? And I say all that to say, that's a, that's a rhetorical question, but I say all that to say, Drake is now accepting that this is who he is. Nobody can change him, not even a child, not even a baby mama. Like, this is just something that he has to accept for who he is. And even the part about toxic, you know, masculinity, Eric uh, dropped, well, we dropped the Rap Radar interview about how he was, you know, not really indulging in the beefs no more, like how he was, like, trying to separate himself from responding to, you know, the story of Adonis. I think he did the exact opposite of that on this album, too, because if you pay attention to some of the stuff he's saying, like, he's still, you know, throwing jabs at, you know, that party, those individuals that, you know, he's still pissed off about. So 
the toxic masculinity does doesn't reference you know his you know romantic relationships i think it also references how he wanted to be the bigger person but how at the end of the day like you can't you know always take the high road when you're dealing with peasants not calling those people peasants but sometimes you got to play their game and you know if we look at the history that drake has had with beefs a lot of those beefs have come out or ended with him coming out on top like meek mill uh kid cuddy which you know got reconciled but this beef he has with kanye is really the only long-standing beef that he still has currently and i think the stuff he was saying back then is what he wanted to do but at the end of the day, he's at a point right now where he's like, this is just who I am. Like, this is who I've been up until this point. So there's no need to change now. Like, what, Drake's like 34, 35 years old? Like, if you ain't made no changes up to this point, I don't think you're just going to change who you are. That's my hot take. That was a lot. I understood most of what Q was saying. I definitely, I definitely agree. I agree. Correct me if I'm wrong, Q. Um, so you're saying that Drake's saying, like, I'm at this point age like i i don't need to change like i am i, I am who i am like i don't need to fight it is that kind of what you were saying yes yes yeah definitely i've grown to realize too that the expectations we have for artists shouldn't deter from the quality of the project and i can only speak for myself when i say that because like i said i expected this to be this project to be on some heavy r&b vibe like you know be smooth and you know just be you know a good you know good project for the ears like very like ear pleasing very smooth or whatever and you know it didn't turn out to be that way but that doesn't you know reduce the quality of the album it's just not what i expected so i feel like the expectation we have for projects artists shouldn't deter the quality of work that they still put out we should judge it you know accordingly for what it is and not for what we want it to be because i even told eric you know i wish i had the ability to listen to music you know from really a blind perspective like i wish i could just block out all like the commotion surround the album like all the past work that's come up to this point listen to the album for what it is and judge it accordingly just based off the quality work of the album not so much all the hoopla and the rah-rah behind it because i mean as we see you know some people attach personal vendettas and agendas to you know artists and music and you know that can sway their opinion and you know make them biased so if in the perfect world i would want to listen to a project just for what it is not for what i want it to be but to answer your question, Eric, I think Certified Little Boy is him accepting who he is. And that might be, you know, time back into like the Six Studio album. Like, y'all, he always saying he's six this, six that. And, you know, the Six Studio album, like, could this not be just a reassurance or more of an embodiment for who Drake really is? You know, like, that's, that's a question I feel like, you know, we know the answer to, but because we already want what we want from Drake and thought what we thought this album was going to be. We kind of let those decisions, you know, judge our ratings and our bias towards this album. That's interesting take. I can um definitely see where you're coming from. I guess in short, real quick, I know when it comes down to Drake and whenever he, I, let me rephrase this. I really only put stock in what Drake is saying when it doesn't necessarily have to do with himself. For example, if he's directly talking about somebody or he's referencing a yay this or um even poppy's home where he's uh addressing the watch shit and stuff like that or saying you're all my sons like that's the type of stuff i take seriously when it comes to drake when drake's talking about himself and saying stuff like i plan on retiring before i'm in my 30s or 40s um i think he said that on like views or nothing was the same or something like that and you know which clearly trajectory lies is not looking at case and it's okay because i definitely believe that artist has room to grow um at the moment in time i know the artist is saying where they stand at the moment and that no that for me i wouldn't hold that against them unless they're talking about uh someone else 
when you say that this might just be who Drake is, you know, this might be who he is, you know, in this moment or whatever. I think we've definitely seen Drake in different seasons. However, all the seasons have been kind of similar. I think the biggest thing I'm interested in, and I think even uh, Josh touched on this, and um, I don't think we included it in this audio, but uh, Josh was talking about the legacy of Drake and um, what to expect going forward. I know that he expressed that he wanted to see Drake hop into that business venture, business lane or whatever, um, which I kind of feel like he already is. I think my next step I want to see from Drake, um, seeing as how he obviously has a lot more in the tank, would be um, what that maturity looks like. I mean, your kid's um, fairly young, so you can still afford to do uh, kiddish things. But what happens when he starts uh, articulating himself more and more as he gets older and older? Like, how does your life change? Um, do you ever get serious and find love? I know he said in his album that he doesn't see himself getting tied down, but nobody ever sees it until they see it. So, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of things. I think this project was really great at capturing the moment where Drake's at right now. And I'm honestly just curious to see, uh, you know, where it goes from here. Um, I was interested in the gap between Scorpion and Certified Lover Boy, And so, you know, just going forward, I think this is just probably one of my favorite storylines or narratives to watch from Drake is his growth and what's next. And they're not going to catch that one either. <laughs> Jeez. So, definitely not going to catch that one. I almost didn't catch that one. Yeah, right, right back. <laughs> I think this was a great project. I'm really glad that we took the time to talk about it. I think we're all aware of the overarching tension there is between Drake and Kanye. And, you know, we definitely plan on addressing that. We do plan on uh, addressing the Donda broken record. And, you know, if you guys are interested, um, we're definitely not opposed to addressing the whole beef in its entirety or whatever. Just uh, let us know if that's something you're interested in. Uh, I know primarily the broken records are for the albums, but um, we definitely don't mind tackling the beef or whatever. And we're definitely curious about what the neighborhood has to say about that. Uh, Cause y'all were already uh, tweaking with some of these polls out here. So I'm very curious to see, uh, for the, those that have listened to both sides, what your take is. A lot of y'all have definitely been tweaking. I don't know if it's something in the water, like if y'all just woke up, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but y'all need to reevaluate some of the decisions y'all been making these past couple of days, like for real, for real. I'm doing something else besides Pepsi. That's all I'm going to say. Jeez, bro, I looked at that lyric yesterday, bro. I was like, bro, oh my God. <laughs> come on, come on. Shout out USC. I do have a quick question for you guys, though. The production on this album, where does it where does it rank for you guys? It ranks, honestly. Mm. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Q. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shake the table a little bit. The production on it wasn't really that much more different than what I got from More Life. I feel like the production from More Life was so like out of the whack and not out of the whack, but like it was so like out of nowhere like nobody expected Drake to be coming on those songs for the like Caribbean music and like you know like speaking in you know their language so I look at that somewhat as a tier above more life so I don't know I feel like Drake and honestly uh Quez actually hit me up about this as well I don't know if you've been talking to Quez but Quez honestly you know text me asked me the same kind of question Eric he says is this more so much a Drake sounds or he was he was he you know experiencing with like different sounds with like different artists or whatnot? And I'm gonna be honest, like, I feel like Drake really went on and did more experiment experimenting, you know, with the production and stuff like that. So though I'm I don't know if you're asking me to rank it, but I mean it's 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 a subpar above more life. It's still good, but I can definitely tell Drake was, you know, definitely touching different areas that you know were unfamiliar to him and he did pretty well in it. Mm. Sean? Yeah, um I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the production on this project to be honest. Um I low key forgot that we didn't even touch on this, but uh and the reason I say that is because when you when you have albums like Take Care or 
Um, like you said, more life with the, the production was pretty solid. Um, nothing was the same. Probably one of the best Drake albums production-wise, aside of lyrics too. But I don't know. I felt like the production was okay. I felt like the beats and stuff, it was hard, but I don't know. Some of the it just didn't sound as clean. Maybe I'm just judging too hard uh being a stickler, but it's not my it's not my favorite. And I see that there were several other producers that have producer credits for this project too. So that could be it too. But yeah, I don't know. See solid though. Yeah, I agree. I've actually had some people saying like production wise, this was like an interesting like project. Like some liked it and some had questions or whatever. But what I would say though is that um there have been there's some high moments or some songs on here where I feel like the production is like crazy. Like champagne poetry is not just the lyrics that are reminding me of Tuscan leather. Like I feel like 40 definitely had his hand in it, or even the remorse. Like mm-hmm. for that to be a continuation and still carry the same kind of aesthetic as the calm or the resistance. Like I don't know. I don't think those things happen on accident. There's 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. I don't know who makes that together, but give him a raise or something, whoever that is. I, but all in all, I just feel like there were some high moments in there. I do feel where you guys are coming from as far as, um, you know, it not being overall, it not being anything crazy. But I just think there were some standout tracks where I feel like the production uh, definitely definitely was uh, worth uh, mentioning. So, Yeah, and saying it's bad production, for, not saying it's bad production, but Saying you're not a really a fan of the production is, in terms of Drake, is completely different than saying the production is ass. The production is still better than a lot of y'all favorite artists' projects. So we got to yes. put it on that. Like when we say bad for Drake or artists in that tier, which are very few, like bad isn't really a word that's used to really describe. And that's just a word that we use to kind of portray it to you guys. But like, there's really not a whole bunch. I don't even think there's really a lot of misses in Drake's catalog. Like. You guys can uh, speak up if you feel otherwise, but you know Drake is a pretty solid artist. Like when he gives you a work, it's usually solid and well put together. Yeah, I can agree to that. Yeah, it's not really a whole lot of missing Drake's catalog. So if you do find one, it's probably a very rare one. And uh, just to give an update on the poll, the poll is live. Uh, Scorpion, uh, thank me later. And right now, thank me later is winning by seventy eight percent, and Scorpion twenty two. So I'm about to check it right now. I'm about to look. I mean, your, your vote's not going to change the percentage that much, bro, so. No, I, but my vote matter, though, bro. Chill out. Your vote, your vote definitely do better, but. I'm about to say, know, bro, what the heck? But the, the people. Trying to suppress are, my vote? The people are voting right now, and, you know, there's nine votes so far. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how the night is. Yeah, man, I definitely feel like, you know, this was long-awaited. You know, we couldn't shy away from it. Um, People have been asking us our opinions about it, you know, since the night it dropped, the morning it dropped, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it was only right for us to talk about this project in its entirety, but we're going to tell half the story. So, like Eric was saying, there's the other side that we have to go on, we have to go and address, you know, soon enough. So, hang tight, you know, other side, we, we got you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Hey, last minute uh, thoughts on CLB before we uh, depart and get ready for Donda. You go, go stream that album. Go get them, get them boys some bread. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, just want to give a little shout out, um, acknowledging the passing of Michael K. Williams, great actor, better human being. Uh, we lost him earlier this week, so sending prayers, shout outs to all the people that are affected by his passing. So, you know, we're not here forever. So this is just another reminder that, you know, love the people while they're here, give the flowers while they're here. 
Definitely in prayers out to those affected in uh, Louisiana. Definitely in our thoughts and prayers. We'll keep wishing for the best. But, um, you know, until next time, we'll catch you on the next Broken Record. Peace.